0: giant podcast i am your co-host Andy makowitz and we are talking about week 13 nfl season new york football giants going up against the now resurgent miami dolphins um very very interesting how the schedule generally plays out here you know before the season when ever every fan and every team looks at all the different games on the schedule and says Let's mark this one for a win and mark this one for a loss. And my, how things change over the course of the season. You know, you start out early with the Panthers looking hot and the Raiders going undefeated. And you think, man, those are two games that the Giants just have no chance in if they continue to roll. You know, fast forward, the Panthers uh, are on their third quarterback at this point after benching Cam Newton. The Raiders looked lost on offense against the Giants, especially with all the tumultuous changes uh, for their head coach. And, you know, the Giants get wins there. You then look at, at the Dolphins game and you think early on in the season, wow, they're they're a terrible team. Things are not going well. Tua is not the answer. And here we are, game coming up on December 5th. The Dolphins have now won four straight games and are looking like a formidable opponent for the Giants as they go down to Florida this week. Now, before we get into the game, I wanted to do a little bit of news and notes uh From what's been coming out for the Giants, because there's plenty of things coming out from practice and from the team uh, this week. First, we got to start with injuries, and there's no bigger injury that popped up this week than our franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones coming up with a neck injury uh it sounds like a neck strain it appears to have happened uh i think on the second play of the game against philadelphia so you know uh daniel jones is pretty resilient he's he's stayed out there through a host of different injuries stayed out there through this one and, and got the giants the win um but this this injury popped up on the injury report um Multiple reports came out saying that Daniel Jones is expected to miss this game, and uh, backup quarterback Mike Glennon is going to be taking his place. We all saw what Mike Glennon did against Dallas uh, in replacement of Daniel Jones with his concussion in- uh, issues. Threw for 150 something yards, a touchdown, a couple picks. One turned out to be a pick six. Uh, did not bring us too much confidence seeing Mike Glennon out there. Um, you know the, the tough part about this is there's been conflicting reports back and forth, some from the team, some from media outlets, talking about whether Daniel Jones is going to play or not. Now you look at Vegas's betting lines. The New York Giants opened up as two and a half point underdogs against these Miami Dolphins going, you know, at the beginning of the week, when word got out that Daniel Jones had this injury and he was potentially going to miss time the line ballooned all the way up to the Giants getting four and a half points. And usually uh, Vegas knows more than we will ever know. Um, But now, you know, the line is coming back down to four, and it's because of a lot of the different conversations that have been had since uh, these reports came out on Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, Daniel Jones has been a limited participant in practice. Um, You know, the interesting thing for quarterbacks is that they are non-contact participants in practices. So you're really not going to see them get hit. So him being limited means he's going to jog around. He's probably not going to hurt his neck too much. But I think what's what's important that Art Stapleton points out uh, on Twitter is that yeah, it's fine that he's practicing and he's limited, but he needs to be cleared for, for contact to be able to be active and play in the game, and no one really knows what the state of that is. I, I don't think any of the coaching staff has said anything. They've been pretty mum on that. Um, it, it sounds like the Giants are slowly confident about him playing, but as we know, Joe Judge and this coaching staff likes to play things very close to the vest. Um You know, you look at uh, last week when they were asking if Freddie Kitchens was going to call the plays. It was going to be a collective effort between all of the coaches and everyone on the coaching staff to be able to get ready. They didn't want to come out and say Freddie was going to be the one calling the plays. Um, There's two things I think that are interesting about this Daniel Jones injury. One is the Giants made a corresponding move by signing quarterback Jake Fromm uh, off the Bills practice squad. This usually is a telltale sign that Daniel Jones is not going to be healthy enough to play. You have to have someone backing up Mike Glennon to be able to to join the team and, and be acclimated in case of emergency. So you know Jake from a little bit uninspiring so far in in his career hasn't looked has great. Kind of a you know backup from the University of Georgia, but a, a stable uh, guy in the locker room nonetheless to back up Mike Glennon. Usually you would say this is a telltale sign that Daniel Jones will be inactive could be a, a potentially multi-week injury knowing that you're bringing someone else in rather than just promoting someone uh, from from the practice squad or someone that's been in the building like Clayton Thorson or someone else that's been around. Um, you know, what's interesting is while Freddie Kitchens has n- not been named the offensive coordinator, he just happens to go in on the Thursday time slot when the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, used to go in and addresses the media. And in this address, he came back and said that he expects in some kind of like wonky terms that he uses, that Daniel Jones will be the quarterback in week 13 for the Giants against the Dolphins. Now, the way that he said it was a little bit odd. It sounds like they're still kind of being a little bit coy about this. Um, but listen, Daniel Jones, uh, a participant limited in practice, non-contact. Freddie Kitchens coming out saying they expect him, him to play. This is why I think the line dropped from four and a half to four for you know back towards the Giants, because they do think that Daniel Jones has a legitimate shot of playing. And uh, you know if this was Joe Joe Judge's plan all along, kudos because he's got everyone confused as to what's actually going to happen with Daniel Jones and who's going to be under center come Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern time. Now, while Daniel Jones is critical to the Giants' success. In this game against the Dolphins, there are plenty of other guys that have some noteworthy injury designations uh, at practice time. So the laundry list, like it has been all season. People who did not participate in practice. Kadarius Toney, Odori Jackson with his injury that he suffered on Sunday. Sterling Shepard, Kyle Rudolph, Caden Smith, Trent Harris, Cullen Glasby, and a partridge in a pear tree. The Giants have so many injuries right now, and this has been the running theme of the entire season and why, you know, we're lumping a a ton of blame on Jason Garrett, but really the team hasn't stayed healthy at all to be able to see the full complement. You know, this is going to be tough for the Giants. You'd love to see Tony or Shepard out there to help make this offense a little bit more versatile. You'd love to see what the offense would look like with those types of weapons out there. You know, remember, you know, Freddie Kitchens was calling plays just with basically Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Toney, a little bit of John Ross and Darius Slayton sprinkled in there and some Evan Ingram over the middle. You know, imagine bolstering that up with our first round draft pick, our our free agent signing a tight end and, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard being able to be that reliable threat over in the slot. So it's really tough if the Giants don't have these players going again. But it's not like they haven't gone through this already. I mean, they've played the majority of the season with some combination of these guys and Saquon Barkley or Darius Slayton or Kenny Galladay injured. So they really do have to have the next man up mentality against this Miami Dolphins team. Now, when we talk about the Miami Dolphins, like I said, they are hot. They are on a four game win streak. They were left for dead towards the end of October. In fact, their defense ranked 32nd in the league on the last day of October, right around Halloween time. The Dolphins were dead in the water, literally and figuratively. But, you know, as the schedule uh, gods rain upon them, they get four wins straight, and those wins come against the Texans, the Ravens on a wonky Thursday night football game, the Jets, and those free-falling Carolina Panthers that we talked about earlier. So, while these aren't barn burner wins... A win is a win in the NFL, and the Miami Dolphins are starting to roll, and they're putting themselves back in contention. I mean, um, like I said, a month ago, they were ranked 32nd in the league defensively, which is just really tough. And while they have turned it around, there are some susceptible parts of this defense. They still rank 32nd in the NFL in yards allowed and passing yards allowed. They can be gotten through the air. Now, a lot of this has to do with injuries, Um, There has has been some challenges uh, on that front in their secondary, uh, but they're slowly starting to round into form and get a little healthier, especially against some of these bad teams that they've played recently. You know, you you look at the, the they have 27 sacks on the season. They can get to the quarterback. That's almost top 10 in the league, which is something that the Giants have struggled with, with the play of of some of their players like Nate Solder. I'm a little worried going into this game. I am um, i can't lie to you. I mean, the, Tua Tungavailoa, who we'll talk about in a second, ha, has turned his season around, seems competent at quarterback. But this defense really ha, has turned things around. If, if they were a sieve like they were earlier on in the season, you would say, well, maybe we could get by with Mike Lennon at quarterback. You know, may, maybe the Giants could steal a game similarly to Colt McCoy stealing one at Seattle last year when Daniel Jones was down with an injury. But this defense has turned it around, 11th in sacks, 12th in, in interceptions. They're actually ranked 5th in turnovers forced. So they really get the turnover battle, turnover differential in their favor to give their offense a chance. And when we talk about that offense, you have to start with Tua Tagovailoa, who uh, you know, basically has has been left for dead since the beginning of the season when all of the Deshaun Watson trade rumors came up. It kind of felt pretty bad for for Tua it's like the guys played like a handful of games and they're already trying to ship him out for a guy that has uh you know dozens of sexual assault allegations against him not really a great place to be and when you look early on the season he had his struggles I mean uh, you know early on the season second game against the Bills 25% completion percentage, 13 yards, you know, 40 passer rating. Not, not, not good at all by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, even Jalen Hurts last week beat, beat those numbers out, but in those last four weeks, he has looked great. Even, you know, go back five weeks when, when they played the the Falcons, you know, in the last five weeks, Tua has had completion percentage of over 80% in three of those games against the Falcons at the Jets and at home with the Carolina Panthers, you know, he's, he's had over 105 passer rating in all of those games, even against the Ravens where he didn't throw for that many yards. And it was kind of in and out of the game in the emergency thumb issue situation. He still had a passer rating of a, of a 104 and completed just a little bit over 60% of his passes. So the offense is playing better because Tua feels more confident. And I think, I think it can't be understated that the trade deadline looms over uh, you know these players pretty pretty large and you don't know whether or not you're going to be in the in this city or, or a certain town for more than you know the next couple of days they may be shipping you out and you could tell that there was all this conversation around Deshaun Watson whether or not they were going to trade for him they had agreed to to compensation but you know Deshaun Watson needed to settle all his lawsuits there was a ton going on and I think some of that negatively affected Tua. I think now that he's got the reins on the offense, they're basically giving, giving it to him and saying, hey, we need to see what you can do, and we need to know as soon as possible because in the offseason, these conversations are going to come up yet again in terms of, is he our franchise guy? Or are we sticking with him? And so, while the run game hasn't been great for the Dolphins, you know, Miles Gaskin hasn't been, um, you know, necessarily lighting the world on fire. They're twenty-eighth in the league in rushing yards. They have been pretty successful uh, in the passing game. They're twelfth in passing yards. If you told Dolphin fans that they could sign up for Tua being a top half passing quarterback in this league this season, I think everyone would have signed up for that. So they're kind of doing what they need to in the air, but on the ground, they they they've struggled. You know, through the air, look no further than a guy like Jalen Jalen Waddle, who's starting to emerge as that real true number one wide receiver. You know, in the game against the Panthers, nine catches, 137 yards, one touchdown. You know, with Adore Jackson being questionable, might not be able to play. It feels like this is going to be the big matchup of the game. Is going to be Jalen Waddle against James Bradbury. and if you look. James Bradbury has performed pretty admirably. He had, you know, over his last five games, he's basically giving up one or two receptions uh, per game. And he's, and he's shutting down some of the opposing number ones and number twos um, on their offense. So you look at Jalen Waddle, it's it's going to be the battle in the secondary to see whether or not James Bradbury can contain him. And, and uh, you know, having 17 combined catches for Jalen Waddle the last two weeks, he's really starting to get things going. So I think, Really, that matchup is the one to look at when you look at at the the secondary. You know, up front, the Giants got to feel pretty good. Miles Gaskin isn't isn't letting the world on fire, as we mentioned before. Tua isn't really a, that much of a running threat. This seems like a good situation for the Giants' defense to be able to continue some of their success. You know, you you look at the as we talk about the Miami Dolphins schedule, they've played some, some pretty ragtail teams over the last few weeks. You know, they only scored 17 points against the Texans. They scored 22 against the Ravens. When Jacoby Brissett was, was at quarterback, they scored 24 against the jets who have been giving up 40 to everyone. And they had a little bit of a, a breakout against the Panthers, uh, scoring 33 points when it seemed like Cam Newton was just trying to turn the ball over left and right. So this does feel like a situation that the, the giants defense should be able to take advantage of. Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this matchup in in this situation for the Giants. The, the biggest and, and toughest part is what is the health of Daniel Jones, and and what are we going to see out there? And you know, a lot of people are going to say, does it matter? And I, I think it it really does because not only does Daniel Jones provide more of a rushing threat than than Mike Lennon does, he's gotten all the first team reps. You know, this is a new offensive coordinator. We are still learning the plays. Uh, Who's to say that Mike Lennon understands the system that Freddie Kitchens is putting in more than Daniel Jones at this point. So I think there's a a, a lot on the line here and whether or not Daniel Jones plays, and that's really going to kind of flow into prediction time for myself and Adam. And as Andy Macklitz, we want, need, and name. Demand the people know. As always, let's go Big Blue.